You're now listening to Inside the 18, presented by Aviata Sports and the LA Goalkeeping Academy with Michael Madgett and Trevor Stiles. Welcome to Inside the 18, presented by Aviata Sports and the LA Goalkeeping Academy. I'm Michael Madgett, and with me is Trevor Stiles. What's up, man? Oh, hey, Mike. How are you, buddy? Good to see you. <laughs> Mike, who do we have in the office today? We have some very nice people here. We have one guest who was supposed to be brought in, and we have one stowaway. We do. Why don't we, we, do. Why don't we introduce them all? Do you want to introduce them all, or do you want me to introduce them all? You have a better voice than I do for, for radio. I have a better face for TV, but no one books me. But uh, let them know who we got. <laughs> uh, with us today is uh, is a stowaway first, and that is uh, Omar Zini of uh, Pro GK Academy. Uh, he's back in the studio. Had no idea he was coming until uh, Trev about an hour ago was like, hey, by the way, Omar's coming too. I was like, oh, okay. Does that make him a regular now? Like it's a TV series think, show that he's on? No, he's a recurring think, right now. He's a recurring. recurring. Yeah. Oh, Not that recurring, serious okay. regular money yet. <laughs> Yeah, but we have a special guest star today, and that special guest star is uh, Mo Ali, who you might all know from uh, Mo Ali FC, the very popular Instagram and YouTube feeds and all over the social media world. Uh, Mo, what's up, man? How are you? Good, good. Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure, man, for sure. And we also have ZU uh, hanging out with him off mic right now, so he's just kind of waving and being like, yeah, cool, I'm, I'm here. <laughs> I'm here. I'm going to hang out. So, uh, yeah, we got a lot of people in here in the studio today. And uh, the reason is is because we have a really important topic today. And uh, what we're going to be talking about today is basically the emergence of the goalkeeper in popular culture and in, in, in social media in general. And in uh, goalkeeping videos are becoming very popular now. Goalkeepers are becoming much more celebrity-like than they were sexy. in the past. Goalkeeping is sexy now. Yes, yep. exactly. It's actually a cool thing. So as opposed to just like, you know, crazy haircuts from like, you know, number nines is like all of a sudden like a goalkeeper's not gonna have a crazy haircut <laughs> and you know be like flashing their bling and all that stuff so um so let's 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 get into that guys uh one of the reasons why it's cool that we have omar here is because omar does a lot of goalkeeping content primarily that's what he does is he does goalkeeping videos and mo uh does the general gamut but what has really happened lately is a lot of your goalkeeping videos have become very popular haven't they yeah yeah it's been taking off which is good we've had the chance to work with a lot of pro uh goalkeepers from the MLS and different leagues. So seeing it all blow up and people taking a lot of uh, engagement from it, I think it's awesome. A lot of kids are inspired to get into goalkeeping, seeing these cool new goalkeepers yeah. doing creative stuff. What do, you, what do you think it is, Mo? I mean, when I watch your stuff, it's visually entertaining it's fun especially in the segments on instagram right it's got a lot of hype and it's kind of drills you know you and it's got water normally, it's a lot of water it's, it's got a water lot. and beach which everyone loves right <laughs> but do, do you think it's just that goalkeeping is such a niche specific thing that the drills really adapt to doing videos like this especially once again at the beach which you know you can take your shirt off and look good and, and make some stuff happen do you think that's a big part of it of you know that and like do you, I mean, like for me, one of the videos you did, it hit 825,000 views in like two weeks. Like that's huge. And as a goalkeeper, I love seeing that promotion and that people, as you said, being engaged and being enthralled with goalkeeping. Do you, what do you think makes that such a big thing right now? Or why is that yeah. coming into to trend? Yeah, I think uh, it's not normally you see like players flying around or doing cool stuff, reaction stuff, reflex. And I think that a lot of people like to see goalkeeper drills now because you see a lot of strikers shooting that's been done a lot of years, but I think the new trend is goalkeepers doing new drills. We always try and keep it to new drills, not like repeat drills, and come up with creative drills in cool locations. Uh, we obviously keep it professional, but sometimes it's good to have fun on the beach or 
just the recovery session, still practicing the diving. And yeah, being shareless helps. <laughs> it, it, it does. And I, I mean, like, Omar, what's, what's your thoughts? I mean, you do, it as, as Mike said, a ton of social media content. It is who you are. You are Coach yeah. Omar Zini of Pro GK Academy. <laughs> what, what do you think uh, is making this be pushed so hard and getting this promoted and, and just putting so much more goalkeeping in, in front of you instead of, you know, as Mo said, you know, hitting it top bins into a garbage can or doing trick shots. All of a sudden now goalkeeping has this new spinoff. Uh, first off, Mo, I, if we ever film on the beach, I'm not taking off my shirt. You are taking the shirt off. I got a rep, uh, Aviata and Pro GK, so I will be wearing that, uh, that t-shirt. Oh, that's, that's the reason? Okay. <laughs> um, you know, contractual obligations, well, but, um. What if, what if you got like a tattoo of Aviata? Or oh. Pro GK, you know, then then you've got no excuse. I, I, really, I think Clement yeah. actually is going to get a, an Aviata <laughs> tattoo. I think that's what's happening next. So. Um, but no, I think with um, with goalkeeping videos, I think it's it's. I mean, with Mo, I'm sure when we first started our pages, we didn't think of uh, anything becoming viral. I, I don't think for me, I didn't really know how to make something go viral. Um, Mo, obviously, your channel is is aesthetically pleasing when I see it, like with with uh, Z and, and the, the videos you guys have. All the angles are perfect and all that stuff, so it's very professional. But with goalkeeping stuff, I feel like it's not a saturated market. It's not something that a lot of people have really focused on. And I've found kind of not understanding the social media aspect, realizing as I've made more and more videos with my buddy Armando, who is he is the king of social media. I got to give him a little shout out. He is the uh, <laughs> f- the first uh, flyer out there as a goalkeeper who really I think. Um, not caught the hearts, but I like got a lot of people really engaged with it. And I think uh, it's gotten bigger because there's not a lot of people doing it. And what's funny is even when we filmed today, uh, Mo and I, a lot of the, the scenes you guys don't see is the goalkeepers hitting the ground. And, and Who'd you guys work with today? With Nikki Sports. Okay. Um, they have a bunch of, you know, chains, but they have, we went to the one in Long Beach. Uh, shout out to them for letting us use their, use their facility. Uh, but yeah, it's just a market that isn't saturated. We see a lot of stuff happen where if you don't see enough of it, you really want more of it. And I think with Mo, you've really hit it out of the park and it's, it's been pretty cool. I think, um, just the fact that your, your videos get so many more views, uh, than mine that you kind of, uh, have allowed that market to grow and it's, it's in more demand now, which is, which is super awesome. So one thing I like, I like about your videos, Mo, is that, uh, a lot of times when I see a lot of goalkeeping videos, uh, who are trying to be flashy and they're trying to be aesthetically pleasing, the technique is terrible. The, yeah. the the goalkeeping in itself is absolutely awful, and it's more <laughs> about for show Take rather than <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no, but it's true though. It's true no, though. It is absolutely... I mean, it's it's true. And yeah. and I like the fact that you're able to still keep it fun and still keep it like, you know, I, I know you're not a goalkeeping coach i know that's not your thing but you keep the session still a consistent a re, it's a real training session yep. you know and and they're still doing the right things rather than just like you're like hey because this happened to me this happened to me a few years back when i was younger uh they would do things that, and tre- <laughs> no trevor knows a few, this because a, a few years makes you younger it, it, it does it does but tre- trevor had the same things happen to him too where you would do a, a promotional video for a company or a commercial or anything like that and they would just you know toss a ball and have you just you know, fly in the air to you know tip it away and stuff like that to make it look exciting but but that's not actual real goalkeeping and so what i like is like and it paid well so you said yes and you did it absolutely of course and i wanted to look cool (laughs) so you know and it was a world before instagram and all that stuff so yeah um but no I, i like the fact that it's still good consistent and one thing that i think one of the reasons why I think there's this new rise in, in goalkeeper culture in, in social media and, and in pop culture is because the level of athlete that you're working with now is yeah. just tremendous. I agree. You know? Yeah, I have a – I mean, I, I won't speak for most guys, but, but I mean, filming with my buddy Armando, I mean, he's 
he's, he's made for that kind of stuff. He he flies through the air with ease. I mean, he probably knows we, we print on a turf field that's not, it's like pretty much cement underneath that carpet. So, you know, with Mo, obviously, every time we film, you know, we, we show one shot, two shots, but it ends up being like 10 or 12 where you have to actually, you know, have the goalkeeper keep getting uh, more, <laughs> getting there, getting there, you know, their hands dirty and really jumping in the uh, um, on that turf. But I think it's, it's a testament to, just the way people are treating their bodies nowadays and it's it's and again it's it's flashy too and then we you have to for me like with my goalkeeping stuff i like to keep it with i'm big on technique so even just kind of like breaking down certain things so if a drill has got to look good homer and you do make it look good i think that's what both you do well is it I and mean, once again you you want people to watch it you want people to subscribe you want people to follow you want to make that happen and if it's a straight technical boring video people yeah. are going to watch it for five seconds they're going to click off it has to be good i think both you guys do a great job of making it eye candy where you are engaged in the video and you don't realize that you've watched the entire thing. And it's over instead of, you know, five seconds and you're off because you're of what, what, what I, what I like what you're doing is that you're integrating the layman and the goalkeeping expert in, into one, into one package. You know, I'm going to watch that boring video uh, because I'm a goalkeeping nerd and I want to, and I'm like, Oh, I can see this is clean and cut and it's everything like that, but I'm using it more for educational purposes or yeah. for scouting purposes, all of that. You, even if you don't know anything about goalkeeping, you can still have fun watching the videos, you know? And if you do know something about goalkeeping, you can go, oh, that was a great collapse dive right there. Look at that footwork right there. Look at solid handling right there, you know? So you're getting the best of both worlds. So now I want to ask you guys both the question, yep. are goalkeepers influencers themselves now? I think so. Uh, I think it's a new market for goalkeepers to put themselves out there, show their skill. Uh, we worked with one goalkeeper. He's the national team in Thailand. And the video we did with him, I think, hit around 28 million views. Across <laughs> what, how many views? 28 million across Facebook, Instagram. Okay. And, is, uh, is this an Aviata goalkeeper? No. <laughs> soon, I didn't soon. know you were, if you were there. I would have had you. One of our guys plays for uh, Bangkok Glass FC. Oh, yeah? Uh, Nareet, I would have had you film with him and, and gone to our, our big store there. Next I, time, I, next I don't next think time. you realize how big Trevor is in, in Thailand. Uh, literally, if he shows up there, he's, huge in, he's <laughs> huge in Thailand. If, if, he, if he shows up in Thailand, it's, it's LeBron James and Trevor Styles. <laughs> literally how it goes. So. I, but I, I think it's, and maybe this is because a new age goalkeeper, right? I mean, when we grew up playing goal, I always had great feet because I'm just a fantastic player. Um, but you didn't have to have great feet, right? You could have sloppy feet. Right? I think now the goalkeepers, for lack of a better term, more respected or is starting to gain respect because you have to have great feet. You have to be that sweeper keeper but make those saves. And I think there were guys like Pepe Reina, who you know, some of the younger kids might not know, who came along who had great feet at the start. And now you have De Gea, who has amazing feet, and Lloris. And you look at a guy like Ederson, who could probably go play center mid at Man City and, and do a decent job. And I think all of a sudden now where guys have to be these all-around players and these super goalkeeper athletes, I think that makes them more of an influence. I think they just have that spotlight a little more. I, I think you're right there. It makes it uh, it makes them more universal, for lack of a better term, um, in which case anybody can get at something out of watching a goalkeeper and being like, oh, man, that's so cool. You know, uh, some of the distribution videos I've seen, both you guys do, are great. By the way, at the beach, um, not the beach, the hotel, yeah. using the baskets. Oh, my gosh. I love that. I love that. So I know that wasn't a goalkeeper, yeah. but I, I love the fact that you were able to incorporate what you had in your area. Um, as a coach, I find that fascinating because a lot of times I'll just have to make do with what's in my area mm -hmm. and improvise. Um, speaking of that, guys, what makes for strong social media content? So normally when we shoot, we try and keep it the maximum for Instagram, 60 seconds. 
uh, try and keep a nice thumbnail. So the goalkeeper in diving action or something when he, where he's doing like a cool drill. Mm-hmm. And I think that helps a lot of people click on it when they see something extraordinary, like a big dive in the water. And yeah, just trying to keep it fresh, new drills, new ideas. Yeah. What about you for Omar? Uh, I mean, mine's a little bit different in the sense of like, it's just more like, uh, well, yours, yours is more for the goalkeeping nerd, right? It is. Yeah. yeah. Like, I mean, myself, I mean, Mike, I've known you for years. Yeah. Trev, obviously. Um, like for me, I've always been a nerd with soccer and goalkeeping specifically. Like I used to wake up at like five, six AM and I had a game like to fall, like three, four hours later. And I would watch the games before we had TiVo and all that stuff. And I would break things down. So that's kind of what my angle is. And I've seen, obviously, Mo's videos blow up, so I've kind of, like, tried to shift over from, like, obviously have good technique and have drills that other coaches can actually use, plus the uh, the viral effect as well. And I've actually learned more and more to start doing, like, the film it film it face up, not face up, but the long way rather than the sideway. And that's a, that's a big one you can use uh, for Instagram. But just for me, coupling, like, the technique and actual concepts that goalkeeper coaches can use, because I've got a lot of people who tell me, like, oh, this drill, you know, it, it helped me a lot, but the same time people will call me out if the drills like this is not realistic so i try to keep things fresh i don't really try to post the same drill twice because it's just not uh i don't know i don't i'm not trying to fool anybody it's just trying to be as authentic as possible so if but i any, think i yeah, go I ahead say, like, i think it's a nice balance i'm, I'm excited because for those listening uh omar and mo are going to film a pro gk obvious sports tv edition it's going to be kind of mo stuff with omar stuff collaborate together and for me it's that because like i said like omar's are you know, technical, they're teaching points, they're, they're point on and they're entertaining to watch. Mo's are big in your face, lots of stuff, lots of following. Like it's, it's brilliant, right? So for me, it's that balance of as a goalkeeper, you want to be super technical. At the same time, you got to keep it light. You got to keep it fun. If it's yeah. always serious, 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 uh, it, it's not there. So I'm super excited to see when you two come together, what's going to happen here. Of course, I'm already plugging this right now. Uh, <laughs> but I'm really excited because I, I think that's a big part of goalkeeping is that how can we keep it super technical, but how can we make a session here? a very entertaining time because that's going to once again not just be a better thing for social media but for kids growing up who want to become goalkeepers can be much more engaged and looking forward instead of just you know watching old boring stuff so i think you two have brought a lot of stuff to the front now that that shows why goalkeeping is great for for those who might not have known that so so how are goalkeepers themselves like let's say let's take a, a big time goalkeeper how are they utilizing social media now to break from the shadows uh, I mean, for me, with my, my channel, I have like Iker Casillas and then Jasper Sillison mm-hmm. uh, messaging us. And every once in a while, you just see, um, I mean, Iker Casillas is huge on social media now. Like he, he likes a lot of pictures. He likes a lot of videos. So I think he's understanding that to build a brand, like I think everyone's catching on now, understanding that there's a brand to be made. And I love Kanye West. And he, he said something a few days ago. And he said that uh, like athletes should have CEOs. So they're pretty much a brand. They're a company. And I think a lot of goalkeepers are understanding that now and realizing that there's so much more after soccer that they can do to start marketing themselves to make themselves as big as Ronaldo. Because there is a space for it. And a lot of people have been, um, I would say, like not rejected, but they've kind of felt um, that you know what we're goalkeepers it's not that flashy but like you said now everyone's playing with their feet now like you want to with Ederson you want to sell him like the big time cleats the big time like Nike and Adidas want to see you know he plays the ball so well you want to see his shoes those nice shoes on him so little by little goalkeepers have become more of a commodity and more marketable and big personas with, yeah, much exactly. more bigger personas too Ederson's yeah. got a big persona could be the awesome neck tattoo I don't know <laughs> but it's no longer just the goalkeepers kind of the, the scapegoat a bad goal and you kind of know him and, and I think maybe for the big person Maybe Peter Schmeichel is kind of one of the bigger ones oh, who, yeah. 
who got that huge personality rage and then other people came on. But nowadays, guys, once again, it's a different world, different market, different branding. You have guys like hey, you guys like Ederson, Courtois, uh, these guys who are in the front pages all the time. And I think people are starting to realize that it's not just a goalkeeper now. This is, yeah, this is your brand. This is your personality. And it's starting to come forward, which is wonderful for uh, for what we do. Yeah. Yeah. Now, uh, Mo, are you, are you finding that the goalkeepers that are reaching out to you are much more social media savvy than they used to be? Yeah, so now we have a lot of like pro players reaching out who are into this space. Normally, we get like the bigger players because they already know the value in it. Sometimes, like smaller players, they don't know the value. And um, but yeah, apart from the goalkeepers too, we have big players hitting us up, like Mario Götze and other big time World Cup players. So we're trying to shoot with them too. But I think like goalkeepers are like just as important as forwards. And the salary gap should be the same because goalkeepers are scoring goals, but sorry, not goalkeepers. <laughs> uh, forwards are now. Sco- if, if goalkeepers are scoring goals, there's man. There's what, you're, you're you're talking about some serious issues on that other team. <laughs> well, you know what I like though, Mo. I, I like that big players are reaching out to you because once again, everyone's on Instagram, everyone's checking videos. But I love the fact they're reaching out because they want to be a part of it because they look at it and they go, "Damn, this looks like a lot of fun." And then they realize how great this is going to be on my Instagram when it hits big and all of a sudden we have 10 million views on this. And I think that's such a, a cool thing that people are realizing the importance of this as we discuss a personal brand. But just the fact that it's such a fun session that people people want to be a part of it. Yeah, I think like pros every day, they're in a stressful environment, training, their expected, their expected results. And I think when they see this, they can get out of that like serious zone and have some fun with it while still training. And I think like people don't understand it's a 60-second fun video, but we're out there shooting two, three hours. Oh, absolutely, and, right? And uh, it's still really good training for them. A lot of the players love it. They're like, it helps them technically. Even though it's fun, they get a lot of uh, repetition, which helps them. I, I love the one you did. I think it was in Boston. It was almost like an obstacle course where things were moving, things were coming in. And it's one of the ones, it's great for techers. It's great for technique. It's great for little touches. But at the same time, it's such a fun environment. Like when I see them, I'm like, how can I replicate this in my academy? Every once in a while to make it fun. How can I do this? Like it's, yeah. it's, it's very cool. So where do you guys see goalkeeping content heading in the next few years? Do you think there's anywhere? What's the next step? Is there an evolution uh, or are we, are we there? I think it's only growing now. It's still really in trend right now. And almost every goalkeeper video I put out is blowing up more than my striker videos, my midfielder videos. And I think it's like a cool market that can be really expanded on. There's a lot of stuff not done on video yet. And I think there's a lot of exclusive stuff we can do with pro goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. I would agree. I think that's... uh... Mo and I were talking about it, just like being the the, the people who kind of do things for the first time. You don't really have a template to really follow. And with most stuff, obviously, like a lot of people are trying to, to copy it now because they've seen the value in it. But um, a lot of the goalkeepers now are seeing the value in it. And I think the more that catches on, the more goalkeepers are going to be re- reaching out to him, hopefully reaching out to me as well. I mean, I'm not uh, traveling like he is. I'm kind of just in one area. But eventually I do want to travel and go around the world and kind of do like a little tour and eventually meet as many goalkeepers as you can. But as it grows, I think the ceiling is, is I mean, there's no ceiling yet, but there, it's pretty high. And I think with the you know goalkeepers all over the world, they're going to see the value in it because they understand the thing to be more marketable. And I'm sure their agents are going to see, like obviously they see most stuff, my stuff, they're going to be like, okay, you know, this is something we need to really invest in. And I think, yeah. How do you make a five nine goalkeeper 
who's in his mid thirties more marketable <laughs> social media? Uh, we got to take you off said, the hat you first. said late thirties, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I think yeah, I think um, a lot of times too on camera we can we can you know make a lot of people look good. So if you ever want to hit us up, we'll make sure that uh, work some CGI and some editing. And yeah, that, that, Z, oh, Z will help oh, us out. <laughs> Z was like he's like he's like I can I'll I'll, I'll make you look reasonable he's mediocre at best but yeah sure. double unfortunately but. yeah we, we can do it um <laughs> now omar we, we already know your origin story um uh, uh-huh. with with pro gk academy and, and a, a lot of our listeners don't know much about mo ali un- unless they've been watching the video so to expand a, a little bit on his fan base here uh how did mo ali fc begin so i was actually playing before i started this at a youtube channel did some tutorials growing up free kick skills and uh as I got older, it was tough to do the YouTube videos. As I was playing, I was in Slovakia, FC Vion, in the Premier League there. And uh, it was tough, but I got injured there, released, came back to the States. And something just hit me. I saw the potential. I was in touch with a German YouTube channel. They were called Free Kickers. Uh, do you speak German? Huge, yeah. No, I don't actually, oh. <laughs> but I'm trying to learn. But uh, yeah, it hit me that there's a lot of potential in this, and I started doing consistent videos three times a week, and after a bit, they started blowing up, so I said, hey, we're growing, let's keep going, and after that, a lot of different people started hitting me up, players, companies, uh, just different outlets, and I said, all right, I'm going to do this full-time, so I stopped playing got into this full-time wow in the past year we've been traveling to a bunch of different countries shooting with uh different players different athletes so i think it was a good choice for me (laughs) (laughs) yeah i think it's a great choice yeah yeah what's more yeah what's more fun playing in slovakia or uh or doing these videos Uh, i think doing these videos you get to to nobody in slovakia is hearing this probably you're on your schedule you get to be creative do your own drills you're like your own boss, so you get to pick the roles. And if you know it doesn't work out, it's all on you. Yeah, I was so. telling him earlier that um, just uh, when you when you start something new, you never really know what like the end's gonna like. They say taking a step before you see the next step. Yeah. Understanding that um, this could really just be nothing, or based off of how much pro- how much work you put in. Like even my, with my business, like I realized like at the beginning, I'm like, okay, goalkeeping is not that cool. Yeah. How, like it's not. No one no one likes it. You don't p- get paid very well. But then you start realizing that like it catches on, it catches on, and then you don't really understand what's going to hit you until you actually keep trying, keep trying. So I told Mo like I, I was super competitive with uh, like his views and like other people's views and uh, views on not like anything uh, political or anything, but views on. Uh, on- <laughs> I thought you were talking about like socio political views. <laughs> no, I was, no, like, no. I was like, dude, I was like, he's wearing a red shirt, you're wearing a black. You know, I don't know, I don't know what's going on here. Just view, yeah, so engagement on on social media. But then I told him like you have to understand that everybody who does this, there's like uh, someone says it's your day trading attention. So your video can blow up one day but if you don't come out with something to the next day someone else is going to make something for that day so the fact that he's been able to i've, I've some i watched some of your youtube channel and um obviously you're, you're huge now so i've watched your stuff and little by little you realize how much work these guys have to put in day in and day out he's shooting twice a day while he's in la people think you're coming to la for vacation but you're, <laughs> you're putting in work so i have a lot of respect for him and, and z just like you guys putting in the work to uh it's not luck you know what i mean it's you're actually putting in the work to to get to where you need to be networking and showing showing up at events when you're tired so respect to that and I mean, for me, much luck going forward. Hopefully, you guys keep blowing up. Thanks. No, even even for this, I mean, there was a, a miscue yesterday, and when the podcast time was, because supposed to happen yesterday, and things kind of went the wrong way, and I hit Mo last night. I said, "Look, this is my fault, but uh, you might have to be in there at eight p.m. tomorrow on a Friday." And he's like, "Yeah, no problem." 
Yeah. yeah got it. We'll, we'll, we'll be there. No issue. Unless we were to change yeah. it. But it was that, yeah, when you're out here, like, see, see, he's like, I didn't know about this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're, you're putting in work and people don't see behind the scenes what it actually takes and how much you put in. And it is a risk. And as Mo said, if it pays off, it pays off well. And if it doesn't, well, it's on you. But, yeah. you know, these things don't happen overnight. And, you know, these things don't become huge sensations in a week. It takes a lot of time and people don't see that behind the scenes. It, it takes a ton of work and, you know, it takes a team. Yeah. So, so speaking of that, what advice would you give young influencers who want to do football content? I would just say uh, stay consistent. Yes. Any ideas you have creativity wise, pull it off. Even if you don't get views in the beginning, if you have something you think looks good and have the passion for it, continue to do that content. Sometimes they won't listen, but if you constantly do it, it might start picking yeah. up a unique audience mm-hmm. and just like enjoy it. If you're going to do this, you'll be in it for a while. So enjoy the process. Know you're going to have to work hard mm-hmm. and just go with it. No, you're not going to be making a lot of money at first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, if, uh, you have to find your lane too. I think that's yeah. my biggest um, kind of like my advice to people is just find your lane. Understand that if you have something to offer and you knock on enough doors, eventually one will open. And like Mo didn't know this was going to blow up, but he saw like the, the, the engagement with people and how like, you know, trying something new with aesthetics or trying something new with drills, networking, it was there. And to understand that, it, um, you have to love it. And if you don't love it, then one day you're going to do it. And if it doesn't pick up anything, you're going to hate it. The next day you're going to drop it. So consistency is key. And if you don't like what you do, you're not going to be consistent. So yep. I think that's I think that's really great advice. I mean, you know, in anything, uh, regardless of whether it's it's doing social media branding videos or whether it's being a goalkeeper coach or whether it's starting a goalkeeping podcast and being like, maybe we'll get seven views. I don't know. Seven. <laughs> have, we, have we had seven views? I don't know. You're the one that keeps track of the uh, all the downloads. Uh, dude, I, I lost the password a long time ago. I got no idea. <laughs> You're the one that said it. <laughs> I, I, that's the worst part about it, man. That's the best. Oh my gosh! If, so if anybody's <laughs> listening out there and they're wondering why their email hasn't been responded to yet, uh, blame Trevor Styles. <laughs> no, that's fair. That's a fair comment. Yeah. yeah. There's yeah. probably there's probably like. I don't know. Courtois just emailed, but apparently that was a month ago. He doesn't want to do it anymore. So I messaged that guy. I messaged when I went to London a few months ago. I messaged everybody, and uh, no one responded. So (laughs) here's the thing, though. As as you said, though, you have to keep at it because this year maybe no one responded, but maybe you go back next year and and people do respond because your stuff's blown up a little more, or you're a little more consistent, or people are starting to know Pro GK more. Yeah. So all of a sudden, maybe maybe next time you go, people do respond. That's that thing of just keep on building the brand, right? And collab, collab, collab. I think that's the biggest. One of the biggest right here, Mike. Yeah. Me, you, Mo. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the Avenger. It's like the Avengers here. We got Z. You know. Z's Z's like Thanos over there. He's just like. uh, I haven't seen him. So keep it down. I think collaborations very important. Yeah, you hit different fan bases, shooting with athletes. I've worked with actors who are who just like soccer, and that helps get like new audience. Yeah, and uh, yeah, just keep collabing. Hit a lot of people up in the beginning. Maybe no one wants to film, but uh, I hit up maybe a thousand players. Got like two. One of the first <laughs> ones was like Kai Kamara from the MLS, yeah. which was awesome. Like the best player at the Revolution. He wanted to film. But now, like, players constantly hit us up. Once you get bigger, everything becomes easier. But you earn it, too. That's the thing. Yeah. It's like, like I said, you were messaging, you had to put in the work, and now you're yeah. getting a lot of people. It's just yeah. you're reaping your rewards. So. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's good advice. So what, what's next for the channel? What's next? I think just keep growing for now. Try and work with bigger and better players constantly. We're thinking of doing an international trip, maybe Netherlands, France, Germany. Slovakia. <laughs> maybe. 
Mo, I got a few keepers for you in Holland there. I got a couple of Eredivisie guys who uh, I told them that you were coming out to LA. Stop name dropping, Trev. <laughs> nice. I didn't. I didn't drop any names, but they're uh, they're excited. Also, yeah. I got a, a keeper in the championship in England too, who I, reached out and he's like, "Do you know this guy?" I was like, "Nice." Believe it or not, he's actually coming out next week. He's like, "Tell him it's Kiel Roos from Derby." He's like, "Tell him I want to film. Tell him what, what do we have to do?" I was like, "I'll let him know." All right, awesome. All right, well now, Mo, now we're gonna to test your knowledge of the actual game here because yeah. uh, what we always like to do at the end of the show is we would like to take uh, the week in goalkeeping and uh, review some of the great moments that have taken place. So uh, let's start where everybody's been starting yeah. this past week, and that's uh, with Ulrich's pass back error in the Champions League semi leg two versus Real Madrid. Oof. And Trevor's out. So that's to say bye to Trev. Nope. Got to run, guys. Talk Dude, to you soon. Later, man. So. Mike, remember, shameless plugs. Shameless, shameless plug, plugs. TS at Aviata Sports, Go at on. Aviata Goalkeeping, <laughs> at all the different social medias. All right. Talk to you boys later. Be good. See you later. Uh, so so let's let's talk about that. Yeah, I think that's tough. Obviously, you don't want to make a mistake like that in the Champions League semifinal. But uh, I think it happens to the best of us. It was a tough decision. Back, back pass from their own player. The goalkeeper didn't really think about it. I think last second he realized that it was a pass back. Mm -hmm. So instead of grabbing it, he tried to kick it. It slipped through. And Benzema made the great run to follow up on it and got the goal. But, yeah, it's a tough choice as a goalkeeper. Yeah. It's unfortunate. It really is. I mean, Omar, Omar, what are your feelings about that? Because to me it looked like maybe the only thing I can possibly think of is at that level is that he was shielded. Yeah. He didn't see that ball at first and he didn't know where it was coming from. I think he probably thought that Benzema was coming in hot and he anticipated him reaching there. So you kind of want to stay big so that if he does get a touch on it, you're not like fully spread out. Uh, But I think it was just really unlucky. Uh, For me, I think... Uh, my biggest focus now is what he what he does from here. I think a lot of the young goalkeepers. I'm sure you have young goalkeepers as well. Um, just no, all my goalkeepers are 47 <laughs> and above. That's, that's <laughs> LA Goalkeeping Academy. We uh, we focus on the uh, elderly goalkeeper over 40. Hey, yeah, that's, that's a good market though. Yeah, uh, but yeah, I think they can train once every three weeks. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited to see what he does after this uh, because a lot of the young goalkeepers out there who are listening understand that. If you make a mistake, that doesn't define who you are. Um, a lot of us have made mistakes, and you have to realize that within like 10 seconds or within like five minutes, you have to be ready to bounce back. Um, letting that mistake define who you are as a goalkeeper is really, really, it's not going to, it's going to do you a disservice, and it's going to, you know, give the person behind you an advantage. So hopefully, I mean, I'm, I'm excited to see because he had a great year with Neuer out, and I think he really put his stock up there and, and getting picked up by the teams. Talk but, about being thrown baptism by fire, man. I know. I mean, my gosh. No one really thought he could hold his own, and, and I think. Um, a, a mistake like this can define someone's career and really mess them up. So I'm I'm hoping he bounces back and he you know continues off the uh, the the year that he had. Yep. I, th- I think that's I think that's a really good point. I mean, it looks like to me is that the number one thing is how he dealt with it afterwards because yeah. I mean devastating. You got it, but you you have to. Yeah, you have to just put it put it aside to you and these things these things have happened. I mean, yeah. my gosh, I mean you know David James. F- Will never people will never FA forget. Cup final. Yeah. Or was it, it's the final. It was think, against. I think it was the final against I think Liverpool. It was the final yeah. against Liverpool. Yeah. That punch, bro. I mean, that yeah. was a gr- Cantona. I can't believe you put that through everybody, but still. Yeah. But I think I think uh, if we're gonna segue to Navas here, uh, I think uh, he's a great person to look at because think about it like this: in, in the professional world, every single day the tabloids or even people on social media, if you pay attention to that kind of stuff, I'm sure they do. Dude, I think Kaylor Navas thinks that that David De Gea should be the number one goalkeeper for Real Madrid. Yeah. Like, I feel bad for the guy. I mean, it's like, what else can you do? Yeah, I think I mean De Gea was the guy who everyone was trying to push out of Man U, and then uh, yeah. Alex Ferguson kind of said, you know, stepped in and said. You guys understand he's young. He's gonna you know get better, make mistakes. But I think uh, 
um, just seeing the fact that Navis was able to bounce back. <laughs> that was Sorry. interesting. <laughs> being being able to bounce back that quickly because Real Madrid is a tough place to play. You saw for a little bit Zidane was being. I mean, they were questioning if he was going to be there next year, and now look at him. He's yeah. been able to like bounce back and, and and persevere through that. I think just the fact that Navas was able to bounce back from that semi uh, the quarterfinal mistake against uh, Juve to bring it back in the game, and then against uh, in the first leg against Kimmich, um, the near post shot. The fact that he was able to bounce back and have that kind of a game, I can't. You know, it's just. The mental fortitude of some of these players is something that I think young goalkeepers, even any goalkeeper, just look at that, understand how they bounce back. I think that's really important and why I think Ulrich will will, will bounce back. It's going to be interesting to see what he does. So let, let, let's talk about uh, Navas a little bit more, and let's, let's specifically talk about that second half in that in that, in that that leg two um, mm-hmm. semifinal, um, especially the, the cutback redirection reaction save. Mm-hmm. Yeah. World class. It's world class. I think that the game suited him, though. I think uh, a lot of the times if you – do have crosses or like one-on-one stuff. He's his technique isn't hundred percent there, but when it comes to shot stopping, that is his bread and butter. And I think he was able to show that. I mean, all those all those drills that Mo does, where it's like deflecting tennis balls. I was stuff literally like going to say, I was like, I was like, I was like, oh, like, oh, he trained, <laughs> he trained, he did an Mo FC video beforehand. So yeah, that's Stop. that's that's the important thing too. You could even literally see the thumbs up, <laughs> like button going up yeah. while he made that save. Yeah, so. it's incredible. I think he's he's showing his class. I mean, I'm a huge fan of Navas. Just the fact that he uh, he's been able to persevere through those the naysayers and I, I, on my channel I post a lot of polls saying you know is Navas one of the best in the world and I, I I've stuck with him just because I know he's shown up even against Juve last year in the final he had a great save that uh, I don't know who it was against but um, he had a great save down to his right pushed the ball out and that could have easily been a goal there for for uh, for Juve but, but but the thing has always been been questioned about Navas is his handling okay? yeah okay and then that that and that that has been an issue yes. and so if anybody when people when people bring up the negatives about Navas as they say reactionary uh reflexes are probably the best in the world probably if, probably yeah. i mean i don't think there's a better point blank goalkeeper in the world i said de gea is at least like it's like 1a 1b yeah i mean de gea de gea <laughs> de gea but de gea is almost a mutant and he's, 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 he's another human. level yeah, he's an, he, i mean his his form has been phenomenal yeah that's um, tough as a player myself i've played goalkeeper for fun but when wait, you have when, really? when there's four people standing in front of Who you. Who plays goalkeeper for fun? That's that. What a horrible idea! <laughs> yeah, it's tough. But uh, when there's four players standing in front of you and you still make the save, that's tough. You gotta imagine where the ball's gonna go, deflect, and I think Navas did that really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think I think he had a great game, and uh, you know, look, the 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 knock on him has been consistency. Is this can he keep it consistent? And uh, it's gonna be a tough tough final for them tough tough final for them i mean liverpool man real madrid is going to be one of the most exciting champions league finals i can remember in recent memory i mean with all due respect you know when you get atleticos and juventuses i mean cool awesome if you're a soccer nerd yeah it's a defensive battle it's a if you want to watch the tactical cam great but if you're just if you're my mom for instance this is a a game (laughs) That she'll have fun watching. Absolutely, you literally can't not have fun watching these guys. Yeah. Um. So it's it's going to be great. Um. Let's move over into the Bundesliga right now, and uh, that that's wrapping up right now. And this past weekend uh, were two stellar performances by uh, Pavlenka over at Werder Bremen against Dortmund, and uh, and Zeller over at Stuttgart against Leverkusen this weekend. Um. Let's let's talk a little. What would you guys think of these uh, performances, guys? I think I mean the German league is is fun to watch. I think I don't watch I don't watch it enough. 
And since this was a topic that uh, you brought up, I think just seeing... I know. You, you watch your Ecuadorian first division. <laughs> I know. that. <laughs> Bolivian, okay. <laughs> uh, but no, I think those two guys, I think uh, when you see Ter Stegen coming out of... Uh, oh my God, I just blinked. Where did he come from again? Ter Stegen? Yeah, he came from... Uh, Another, um, not Bremen. Oh, so you have Ter Stegen, you have he guys. He came out of Schalke, didn't yeah, he? Yeah. Uh, no, that was uh, Neuer. Oh, that was Neuer. That's right. That's right. <laughs> okay, back to the point. Anyways, you see a so, lot of these guys who are young getting picked up by these, uh, you know, it's either Spain or England. Yeah. So it's really nice to see these two come out and have great performances for, for their teams. And I mean, a lot of the mis- a lot of the shots they had, they gave, them sh- they gave themselves, like, a lot of these guys go down early. So I, the fact that they stayed big and were able to make these big time saves i think is is testament to just playing the game the way it's supposed to be played let it come to you rather than try to anticipate and really try and fall and i think you see with these guys performances it's it's showing well for them and i think something that a standard that a lot of young kids and goalkeepers can follow through yeah one thing i'd like all the kids to do is and if you can go out there on youtube and you can watch the performances by both these guys this past weekend is they stayed big yes. until the last second yeah. Um, a lot of times you'll especially see youth players start cowering and start lowering their body mm-hmm. to prepare. But the problem is, is that one, that split second, that's when that ball's played and you can't react. So stay big, stay big, stay big. And then once the ball's played, then you react, then you push off. I have one, um, one note for that. For I sure. Think I was talking to Mo and Z today. We we're talking about, um, how Messi and Ronaldo demand so much respect. I mean, mm-hmm. I get at Salah and, uh, you know, a lot of the Griezmann, all those guys, they demand so much respect from these goalkeepers. And I think, um, you funnel it through the, the youth, but like when you watch them on TV, these guys are having to anticipate and try and fall because they, they expect the extraordinary with these guys. Mm-hmm. And when really, I have this idea when I play for Davis, like have, you have the really good players and you try to anticipate Cause, you fall. Because you see Davis and Bundesliga are the same level. No, <laughs> I'm, I'm talking about this. I'm, I'm just kidding. Um, but then you have guys who you no don't. No knock on UC Davis. Big West. Go, go Big West Conference. <laughs> go, go Ags. Uh, but you have guys who you don't ha- get, not have as, as much respect, but you don't see them doing anything spectacular. So you stay, you stay big and you start realizing that a lot of those times when you stay big, those shots just come right at you. If you close down the ego, drop your knee, whatever, all that stuff, they shoot it right at you. And I feel like that's something that can easily uh, transition to the professionals where you see these guys try and anticipate things when Messi comes and you just fall and Messi just dinks it over your head. And like you said, a lot of these young goalkeepers out there, they start cowering over, they fall over. It's because you're seeing it on TV and they're taking that as religion. They're seeing that and going, oh, okay, well, if Courtois falls over, gets meg like that, it's okay for me to get megged. Or if he's doing it and he makes a save one out of 10 times, I should do it. Yeah. And I think um, with Mo, obviously, you see, you see you play yep. forward you understand that yep. you wait for the goalkeeper to oh, fall yeah, absolutely yeah so i mean for you as a, as a field player what do you what do you see with that like how do you would you wait for a goalkeeper or what's like a indication uh, i try and get my shot off quick mm-hmm. in the opposite direction but if i'm trying to dribble him try and cut quick and yeah Mo doesn't even see the goalkeeper. He's actually already <laughs> passed him by the time uh, by the time he plays the ball into the net. Um, all right, uh, we're running at a little bit uh, long on time right here, guys. So let's uh, let's keep moving forward and uh, let's talk about uh, MLS and LAFC had their first home game uh, in the new uh, Banco de California Stadium, and uh, it wasn't the most exciting game. <laughs> it wasn't a lot of half chances. A lot of half chances. Yeah. Uh, so, um, but there, there's some great food and uh, drink there. So that's that's good. That's a <laughs> good good side. Yeah. Good shout out to Banco de California. Um, obviously, this, these are go- both going to be very exciting sides this this year. Mm-hmm. I know Seattle's going to make a big pickup in the, in the, in, the, in the season, uh, probably at mid season time mm-hmm. around the World Cup time uh, when the transfer window reopens up. But uh, let's talk about uh, Stefan Fry on the Lawrence Amon uh, yeah. free kick, uh, which is the 
I think it was a conspiracy. I think Don Garber told Stephen Fry, <laughs> have it go through so that LAFC can win their first home game. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, no, I mean, go ahead. I mean, I think movement on the ball, you know, it took a slight took a slight movement and it, and it threw him off and, and, and it is, it is what it is. But what do you guys think? I mean, it sucks, you know? Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I'm going to, I'm going to do a breakdown on this on my channel, but, uh, I think a lot of the times, even my goalkeeper coach, Matt Menno, when I was younger, used to teach me, he used to say, hey guys, if you think that, you know, you can get your knee on the ground and just keep it there before you even know where the shot's going, that's, I mean, you're going to get scored on every single time. And he's like, he would tell us, you guys, I'm going to be around this 18 yard box right now. Get on your knees and try and chase me around. If you can catch me, I'll get you a scholarship wherever you want. So it showed us that like you need to. Play, and I think Simon is uh, he had a, he had a goal against Montreal the last week. And going back to anticipation with players, I think uh, Stephen Fry was kind of like trying to do something different because he saw the the goal that he scored against Montreal was like a forty yard blast at the top corner. He probably tried to anticipate it, try and put all these different variables in his head, which really didn't transpire. But in his head, that's what happens, and your your mechanics will follow. And By the way, I've been a fan of, uh, a fan of Stephen Fry since he was sixteen years old. I love that guy. He's so. he, his drop kicks. I mean, he's just technically so good. You know. And I watched him at Cal. Like so, exactly. when he when he got that shot, you, if you notice watching the video. The ball did deviate a little bit from its path, but he dropped his knee so early that you leave no room for error. Now your arms are stuck there, your body's stuck in that one one uh, that one motion. You can't move. That's what happened. He got stuck. Yeah, and that was actually a topic that I, I think I want to talk about on the podcast. Is uh, is is in, in a smothering situation? How do we react? Because yes. I think in some of the times nowadays, I'm seeing in this new wave of goalkeeping, a lot of goalkeeper coaches are teaching that knee drop because of the pace of the ball, because of the dip of the ball. Um, I'm still a little bit more of the old school that you need to get those hands underneath those knees too mm-hmm. and, and keep that and keep that body covered. Yeah. Um, so Mo, I mean, yeah. as as a non goalkeeper, what, yeah. what do you think in in regards to that? Yeah, that, I think it's uh it's another unfortunate situation like the champions league but uh like i think he could have done better in that situation and just kept his hands under and try and push it out at least i don't know what he was trying to do catch it (laughs) i know that if it was me on national television uh in the 90th plus minute uh against uh the seattle sounders i would have made no i'm just kidding Uh, (laughs) i would have played it safe just hit it up yeah but not try and stop it there. Yeah, I, I mean, look, it, it is what it is. And like what we're talking about with the Ulrich and, and the Fry, and I want the, to end on this uh, in regards to the goalkeeping aspect for for the podcasters, for all the kids out there listening, is that goals are going to be scored. Goals yes. are going to be scored, and you have to learn how to deal with them. Yeah. Um, and if you want to hear great stories about dealing with adversity, listen to the Pro GK Academy podcast. <laughs> See Thank how I threw that, that in there? Man. Thank and you I do it. I do what I can. <laughs> Um, so, uh, before we leave here, guys, uh, first I want to thank, uh, Mo Ali, uh, and, and Z and, and Omar for being on the podcast today and Trevor Styles, who's now just a blank, uh, computer screen, uh, <laughs> for being here. And, uh, before we get out of here, guys, um, where, if anybody's got any questions or comments or they want to know more about Pro GK or Mo Ali FC, where, where can they reach out to you guys? Uh, they can reach out to our Instagram, a Mo Ali FC or my email's also on there if they want to send those. Brave of you, by the way. I saw that. I was like, dude, anybody can reach out to you. Wow, that's yeah, amazing. Yeah, very So accessible. we try and respond to all the fans. And any questions you have, let us know. Uh, same, yeah. I have uh, uh, Pro GK Academy on Instagram, Facebook, and YouTube. And I have uh, a camp coming up July 21st and 22nd in Arcadia, California. You can guys can sign up at progkacademy.com. 
Um, and yeah, For all three people listening in Arcadia, California. I'm, ki- I'm, ki- I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have a huge following in Arcadia. Uh, no, no, that's in the Southern California area. For those you guys who aren't familiar, it's near Pasadena. So if you're in the SoCal area, check out that camp. Omar does some great stuff. Um, you can reach out to me at lagoalkeepingacademy.com, lagoalkeepingacademy at gmail. Dot com. I guess I don't need to put that part there. Uh, on all social medias, uh, at LA Goalkeeping Academy. Um, also, I want to announce right now that uh, the World Cup Comedy Tour, um, featuring the Cooligans and the Total Soccer Show, uh, will be beginning July 17th at the Omaha Funny Bone. Yes, that's right. The only goalkeeping podcast <laughs> where we discuss stand-up comedy. Uh, so that's all the time we got on Inside the 18, guys. And we will see you next time. We're Thanks, out. Mike. See you. Bye. You've been listening to Inside the 18, presented by Aviata Sports and the L.A. Goalkeeping Academy. For more information on Inside the 18, check out www.aviatasports.com or www.lagoalkeepingacademy.com.